Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider, and Alex tossed me the rock. To stop with laptop boys, laptop boys, ready to rock today is, and um, you know why I'm glad I have my laptop because I can see in the top right corner that it is March 28th, Tuesday. The date is not my thing. You know what is your thing, Toss? We were talking about it on the last show yesterday, the Mavs, and I had a shower thought and I wanted to throw it at you. I do love the Dallas Mavericks, and you love a good shower thought. Yeah, is that where you get most of your heavy duty thinking done? For sure, if I'm not in a rush. I used to, my showers used to be timed perfectly with Through the Fire and the Flames. I would listen to that in college. A seven and 40 you know, second shower. But now, you know, it's I take a pretty my, long shower. Oh, I, sometimes I could be there for 10 minutes. Well, for like the daily routine shower, that's a long one. I'm, I'm here for like every now and then you just got to take a long one. You just got to like, you got to really be in there. You got to give yourself the Soak time. Soak it up. You're going to con- condition your hair. You do the shampoo, conditioner, body wash, maybe even face wash. If I'm in the gym, I'm in like three minutes. Yeah. Boom, 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 pal. Yeah, you don't want to sit inside the gym shower for like 10 minutes. You also Not- don't want to be the guy that like you're in there for so long that eventually someone like pulls the curtain. It's like, dude, what? What's going on? No. Nah. So you got to get out of here, right? <laughs> You've been, I've been, I've been time Because you know there's someone that's going to do that. Like what? I would never do that, but someone would do that. That is not cool. If there's one shower, maybe, but like, maybe. hopefully, there's more than one shower at the gym. Yeah, but guys at the gym are like shower, they're, run they're like that. They're you like that when you're on a they're, they're like that when you're on a bench for too long. They're like that when you're on any sort of equipment for too long. Which like, don't be that guy. But th- there are dudes that go to the gym that are like, I have to. I I'm here for an hour and twenty minutes, and I have to be hyper efficient with my time. And if you're in the shower longer than you need to be. I'm a vocal guy, and I'm going to call you out. I actually, some people are like that. I hate the bench thing because there's not that many. There's not that many benches. There's typically more people that want a bench than there are benches. And if somebody's on the bench and they just like there was the other day, I just got on. I was like in my first set, and the guy I had seen him in the gym before bench, you know, just haphazardly. And I think he's in the same level as I was. It's like, do you want to work in? And he goes, No, dude. I was like, All right, man. I was just trying to offer to be nice. I mean, like, I'm pretty cool out on about it. I, I'm pretty out on like working in. Not I on. I don't not, love no, it. no, I, I don't it. love it either. But I think you did the right thing, and he. That's what you. He ask. was being ungrateful. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ask, but like you didn't have to. I probably would have said. I don't think I've ever said, "Yeah, I'll work in." I, I've. If I've, I'm in a time crunch and it's like a, if it's like a machine rather than like a bench, then right. I work in. I think the bench thing is a little more like tr- tricep, it's too like tricep pull downs or something. Yeah, like, that's easier. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, I'll just come and I'll walk always away. I always offer working. People take it sometimes. Because sometimes I do a shoulder and a tricep, and I want to take a bit of a longer break in between. So but like, people, you don't want to like work in like a squat rack, you know? No, That's no. Or, or, or barbell I bench. see what you're saying with stuff where it's like you're adding and subtracting your own weight. That's a right, bit right, more. Right. You want to work Which on there, the isn't there, isn't there a couple, Nick, at our gym that they always work in together, and they, like he goes, he throws up two plates on the bench. And she takes them all off. Takes them all off. She puts her like... Yes, Her. their names are Danny and Caitlin, and they are friends. <laughs> Dude, they do that. Shout out to them. That's intense. They just got engaged pretty recently, but it was why. I mean, he and it's intense because he's an ox. 
he lifts so much. And she's fit, but she's like maybe like 110 pounds wet, you know? And he's like two something. So like them on and right, off. Right, it's, it's a like real process. It's a real, but he's, he, I've seen him work. He's all about the process. Speaking about the process, do you think the Dallas Mavericks rushed their process a little bit? That was my thought. Because Porzingis is having a great season. Very underrated season. Probably his best season since he's left New York. Yeah, I, w- I would certainly say it. It is. Do you think that they rushed it? Do you think that they gave up on him a bit premature? I don't think so. And I think that... Good question? Yeah, it's... It is a good question because of how well he's playing right now. But he's still not confidently, in, in my opinion, the best player on the Washington Wizards. And he's fighting for that top spot amongst two other guys, Kyle Kuzma and Bradley Beal. And to me... Well, I think Beal is more on the... Right. With the, especially with the value At of one point contract. in time, Bradley Beal was an all-NBA player. My point is, is that neither of, n- none of those three guys were all-stars this season. Sure. Kyrie Irving was an all-star starter. So if you're looking at just comparing the two acquisitions of those two guys, I think we saw enough on the court with Porzingis and Luka... Um, to, to know that it didn't work, that that partnership, how they played, their play style certainly did not mesh. It's not like Porzingis was a Rudy Gobert-type screener where every single possession he was meeting the hip of whatever defender was guarding Luka Doncic. He wasn't. A lot of times, even in those playoff runs against the Clippers, he ended up being kind of just positioned in the corner as a three-point shooter that's 7-3, which at that point, like, how valuable are you being? No. And, and also... Your biggest criticism of him How? for his entire career is that he can't stay on the court. I'm the the one kind of glaring just mistake in the acquisition uh, for that trade where we shipped him to Washington was that we brought in Spencer Dinwiddie, who played some of his best basketball in his career with the Dallas Mavericks, but we also brought in Davis Bertans, who essentially was uh, is a guy that we can't play more than ten minutes, and we're paying him sixteen seventeen million dollars. So because of that, I think that we missed on that trade. And what has been the consistent theme of the Dallas Mavericks um, from hey Nick, what's up? <laughs> from a just managerial standpoint, is that they are a little too quick to make some of these moves. That, yeah, and then in turn they bite them in the ass. And so I think while Spencer Dinwiddie was instrumental in um, the series last year against the Utah Jazz and in the rest of the playoffs. And he, and he had a really good season this year with the Mavericks from an efficiency standpoint. Um, it, he wasn't the only piece of the package, right? And I, I could say that, like, between those two guys, I'd probably, I'd probably still say that Kristaps Porzingis is a better basketball player than Spencer Dinwiddie. So then we also got Davis Bertans, who's basically doing nothing for us except eating a hole into our wallets. And the only savings grace from the whole Porzingis fallout is what we discussed yesterday, that if you guys miss the play-in, you keep the pick that he would send to the Knicks. Right. Which was even a previous deal, right? Because we traded for Christoph Porzingis, which that might have been a little too uh, ambitious and a little too quick without much thought as to what could possibly happen. It's not like we didn't know that that guy was dealing with the injury. Yeah, ironic that it's the Wizards y'all have made this, this deal with since you bring up how poorly you guys draft in the Wizards, I would say you're probably in the same, in the same boat. Yeah, drafting. I think Johnny Davis has actually been playing good basketball for the last month, um, and a lot of Wizards did fans did not look good for a while. Definitely did not look good. Um, and when you think about guys that went after him, let's say 
the Oklahoma City Thunder's Jalen Williams, you know, who's probably going to be a top three rookie of the year candidate. Um, like it's a, easy they to have, it, like they would have drafted the same guy. He's like the same kind of position, like you know, Kispert, Denny, like all these guys are like these long forwards. Like how many of these Rui? It's like their it's like their MO. They almost had to take Johnny Davis, who again up until this past month has been non-existent. Yeah, and unless they get a really favorable lottery shakeout, they're not going to have a top three pick. So they're not going to get Wenbanyama or Scoot or Brandon Miller, who you really like. You know, I, I don't know where they're going to end up. It's probably, probably need Kaysan Wallace, honestly. Kaysan Wallace. Yeah, I like him. Good guard. Got some size, can defend. The point guard. Yeah. Probably need a point guard is what I would say. Um, okay, speaking of teams that are... I don't know about mismanage is the right word, but maybe, maybe because Nick, you're a fan of them, a bit unlucky. The Los Angeles Clippers, the most unlucky team in the NBA. They gotta be at this point. I mean, just with all the injuries that they face, and I mean, like, just in terms of the like this year or, or in history. I'm talking about. I'm talking about probably in the in the last century mark. Yeah, they gotta be. I feel like they are most of our childhood. They stunk. And then they got Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, big three. They had a lot of pieces around them. Doc Rivers and... JJ. Yep. And blew it. Crossover. Multiple times. Yeah, that wasn't unlucky. That was just they didn't execute. They didn't do what they needed to do. Yeah, but I think what, like, when you're saying, like, the Clippers, you're, th- you're saying, like, just, like, the organization, like, yeah. the fan base. Like, for a fan, you're unlucky. 100%. Because you... I mean, with that team, you're thinking championship. With Paul, theoretically, if you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, to be a playoff team, you should you should be a, you should at least see one finals. If that's been your roster for the last four years, isn't every organization Harvey Dent to a certain extent? Okay, that they make their own luck. Like, like no, actually. Oh, I was going to think you're going to have a two face route. That's you a good bring quote. in Paul George, who. It's not like he didn't have a major injury in his career. He absolutely did. And now he's injured once again. And now they're going to be limping into the playoffs. And I don't like they put that they put together the Lob City team and they didn't get it done. And I think there's like what forget luck. There's no luck involved there. Like they just didn't do what they needed to do with a really good team, a head coach who had won an NBA championship. And then they went and they spent a lot of money on, on Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and it didn't work. And I, I think say, we've seen enough of it to know that it's not necessarily luck. It's just it, it didn't work. It's not what, what you have to have to win an NBA championship right no, now. No, continuity and health is something that's it's a glaringly underrated thing in the NBA. And I would say Doc Rivers was borderline gifted an NBA title. With the original big three. It was, they pretty much said, hey. And Rajon Rondo. Yeah. And some good role players. Really good role players. And Perk. No. <laughs> three Hall of three Hall of Famers. <clears throat> yep. Three Hall of Famers. It's just the Clippers. It's a bit unfortunate, you know. Um, and I as it stands right now, they're the fifth seed, and they are facing the Phoenix Suns, who are also in a heavy predicament without Kevin without having Kevin Durant. Yeah. For majority of his tenure in Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, I think the Western Conference playoff conversation um, is going to be really, really interesting, and it's going to start being interesting in the first round. KD comes back. What does he look like? Do you want to get – here's a question for you all. If he's coming back from an injury, 
is that when you'd rather see the Phoenix Suns? Mm, I think I'd rather see them without Kevin Durant. Or would you try and play around them? Like, would you try and... Okay. I so, would, so I would if you're, not want to see Kevin Durant. If you think about, like, seeding in the last five games, and there's a way where you can, like, lose three games so that you don't have to play the Suns, right. even if Durant doesn't come back until, like, game three, it's still worth it. Yeah, no, I don't want to play him. <laughs> well, if you're the Clippers, I would do... I mean, I would rather play the Kings than the Suns. Yeah. When push comes to shove, defense always shows out. The Kings can't, can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah. And if I'm the Warriors, I better, pick, I, the Warriors, I better pick it up a little bit, to be honest. Right now, the Warriors are sitting there in seven, and they should, they should be jumping. Like that buzzer beater loss they had to the Wolves, like, they are so pitiful on the road. If I'm the Warriors, I'd pick it up a little bit. I would try to get to that sixth seed so I could head to Sacramento. Yeah. Where I would, pr- I would like to think they get through. I'm looking at the Lakers, too, man. Like, You're just saying just because now the jaw's back with the Grizzly, that that's not necessarily in everything that's happened this season with well, the Dylan Brooks gonna... back and forth with Draymond Green and, and all that stuff. What? Well, ooh. I mean, it'd be very interesting to see a changing of the guards. The Grizzlies got the best of the Warriors because we really didn't see that series play out with John Morant being injured last year. Yep. I'm just looking at the Lakers now who are in the nine hole. The Laker, if the Warriors move to seven, the Lakers can move to eight. Shout out Brandon Ingram, who's been absolutely on fire at the New Orleans mm-hmm. Pelicans, willing them. Not Zion Williamson, bust. Sorry, Lakers. You're, he's a bust so far. I don't know if you can constitute him as a bust. So yet. F- un- an unfortunate bust. When he plays, he is a top ten talent. Doesn't play. Doesn't play, but he's but he's hasn't he already played more games than Greg Oden did in his career? <laughs> okay, I'm glad that's the metric we're using. Dude. Well, like, he's the true, he's the true bust from a standpoint of a Greg guy, Oden never a guy got that a had the talent, dollar contract, a guy that had the talent to actually be a good NBA player, but injury held him back so far that yes, he wasn't even he has able played to. Played for sure more games than Greg Oden. I would love for Zion Williams. Not All right, to then I'll just territory. I'll make a I'll make a, a just a little ask. It's a it's an injury bust. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Because he's an all-NBA player when he's on the court. Unbelievable. B.I. Lakers. Like Jamarcus Russell, like, wasn't going to get it done. No, No, no Buster Rooney. Yeah. Didn't have a a shot in hell. They would have been better off taking Brady Quinn, honestly, the Raiders. Also a bust. Yeah. Pennies on the dollar. Uh, Lakers. Same draft. Jamarcus Russell, Brady Quinn. Yeah. Oh, God, it's terrible. Well, that was when... That was when that actually was probably the best move the Browns. The Browns ended up taking Brady Quinn, but the best move the Browns made was the Browns. People thought the Browns were going to take Brady Quinn at three, so it goes Jamarcus Russell, Megatron, who the Raiders wanted at one, at two to the Lions, which is still like as good as Megatron is. A bad pick because Joe Thomas goes three, Hall of Famer, left tackle, probably really what both teams should have done. That draft also had AP at seven. And then other guy, Revis. Jeez. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> Crazy, That's right? Tough. And believe host Adam Carricker. Uh cool, cool, cool. Uh Lakers. If the Lakers can, can win the first play in game and face the Grizzlies, I think it's a bad look for I think that's bad for Memphis. With no Steven Adams is hurt. Bad for Memphis. And with with way Anthony Davis has been playing, 
God, James is back and healthy. As Lamar Odom calls him. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think like I'm I'm not of the mindset that the Lakers make the playoffs like, oh, they're they're waltzing into the Western Conference Finals just because they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like yeah. they still have to like put together really good series and play seven games. Sure. I mean but, the way the, the Nuggets have been the Nuggets beat the Sixers last night. They've been they've been playing great basketball. Uh, yeah, I mean I don't, I don't think the Nuggets are a fake news one seed. Like I kind of, with no offense to DeRozan and Lowry, when that Raptors team was the one seed, I was kind of not buying it to be honest. Whereas this Nuggets team, I think, is more of a threat as a one seed, just as much of a threat as the Suns were last year. Yeah, I well I don't necessarily know about that a team. A team that wins sixty plus games versus a team that just got over the fifty game hump is is pretty different. Yeah, I, I, but I, I I think it's very different. The, actually, it is very different. I think the way the Nuggets I mean, if are they win the last eight games on their schedule, then they'll end up with fifty nine wins. I don't see that. They're not going to win every single game. They'll probably win six or seven. They'll probably be a fifty seven, fifty eight win team. They're five and five in their last ten. That's true. I'm not necessarily. I like. I don't. The expectations. You don't fear the Nuggets? No, I think we might end up seeing like what happened in the first two rounds of March Madness in this Western Conference Finals, where I wouldn't be surprised if a seven beat a two and a four beat a five and a six beat the three and the one beat the eight. Like, well, there's way more parity in the West than there is the East. Yeah, the East. I would be thoroughly shocked if we didn't see Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, and Cleveland in that next round. Last bit of the NBA, and then we'll go to football. Oh, you're just writing off the Knicks like that? Sorry. <laughs> no, the Knicks are good. Knicks are really competitive and fun. Like That'll be a good a series. Against Cleveland, excellent yeah. series. Okay, of these teams like in the middlings, they're not like the eliminated, the Hornets, the Pistons, the Rockets, and the Spurs, like the middling teams. I won't include your Mavs. We spent some time on them and ditto with the Wizards. But the Magic, the Pacers, the Jazz, the Blazers, which do you guys think will be the next team to make that jump? The Magic, the Pacers, the Blazers, the Jazz. Well, yesterday you said you really liked the Pacers next year. I do. I think they're a really good offensive team. And you just got to fill in that defense, which they have guys that play decent, that could play decent defense. Yeah. I mean, I think if you look at just the personnel on all four of those teams, to me, the Magic have the best player. No. But Paolo, so like Tyrese Halliburton took a really big jump this season. Sure. I think he's a top 25 player in basketball. We could break down the list at some other point. It's a good. Paolo Bancaro should take another step up in his sophomore season. Franz Wagner should take another step up in his third season. I just think the one-two punch of them is something I have more faith in tapping into their potential and getting better next season mm. as they continue to like build an identity on the court of what this team will be with those two wings kind of driving all of their offense. Um, and the good thing about Paolo this season is they've been relatively competitive. Um, they're 11 games under 500, but he's had to be the guy already as a rookie. And they'll get another guy Which Ben Matherin has not had to do. No. And I think that, quite frankly, there's... I don't know what will happen with Cole Anthony... Suggs is probably the backup point guard there. 
Fultz has stepped up to be the number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, he's their starting point guard. Which is crazy. <laughs> Wendell Carter Jr., though, Franz Wagner, and Paolo Boncaro, like, that's like your front court. And really yeah, I think to me court. it's just like they have a core that I can identify and, and with four pieces that they are not going to move on in the next two seasons. Yeah, Whereas and Bull Bull. And they do have Bull Bull. Whereas, like, the Blazers have the Damian Lillard and friends like question mark behind them and then the jazz Lori's great but i think that everyone else on that roster is somewhat expendable and could be moved to get the to go and get the guys that they really really need like let's see what happens with jordan clarkson like do they need to have him or is he more viable in sending him off to you know get as many assets as possible because he's had probably his best season this year yeah but i think you could send him i'm curious to see if you can move sexton because you have they should have Mark a lot of tradable and, guys. Yeah, point. but you have Mark and you have Kessler and you have Baji. Sure, who hasn't? Who's been fine? He's had some good games. He's yeah, but he's not. He's not he's even strung together more good games than Johnny Davis. Has. Yeah, but he's not in the the same like breath as Wendell, Markel Fultz, Franz Wagner, and no. Paolo Boncaro. And he is a twenty two year old rookie. And then you mentioned the and then the Pacers and the, I think to me the Pacers have their core piece in Halliburton. They've got Ben Matherin, who I really really like. But I don't know if he's like a top three guy on that team yet. I still need to see more from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like we, we have to see. Buddy has one more year. So next year will be his last year on his contract. Um, so, if, you know, expiring contract next year, they could easily ship him because he's a shooter that every team's going to be vying for. And Miles Turner, they resigned. So he's a part of their core. Um, but is he the third best player on a contending team? Probably not. No, but he could be a good, great fourth. I think Buddy. You don't think Buddy could be the third best player on that team? No. Shout out Andrew Demhard. Great pick. Very good pick. Yeah. Really strong pick. All right. So blip magic it is. Um, all right. Let's go to football. We're talking trades. Let's go to football. Last year we saw some insane trades on draft day. We saw. I, I would think the Cardinals make a hard. No offense to him. He's an OU player. Make a horrible deal with. The Ravens trading a first-round pick for Hollywood Brown. We saw A.J. Brown in the steal almost get shipped to Philly. Give me, like, three guys. Three crazy. Just throw it out there. Guys that you think could be traded on draft day. Outside of Rodgers and Lamar. I didn't really see the A.J. Brown or the Hollywood Brown one coming. So it's really hard to predict, I feel like. Um, I mean, I think the Cardinals are pretty desperate. So, like, I would not be shocked if... They like tried to like ship off Kyler Murray. Who was number one on my list? Number one player, Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like they're a desperate organization, and they have continued to be uh, making bad decisions year after year. And this kind of, in a way, would would counteract all of that because um, I think if they moved away from it, it's a good move. No matter who who it is, no matter what they get in return, as long as they can get that off the books, I think it's a win for them. What is there a world? Ah oh, man, I I get what you're saying. I know I know what you mean, like in the reality of the situation. But given the context of the fact that they had just given this guy this deal, right? It's and a massive. A, it's a massive like. Yeah, but sometimes pie you, on your face as an organization. You got to admit when you're wrong. You know, like you got to put your pride aside and you got to not be stubborn about this. Like it was a terrible contract. But if I'm another organization out there who is willing to trade for him, 
I'm not giving you what you want. No. What, what I want is him off the books. I don't care what you give me. I think, but they, I don't but think you actually, I don't think you're giving them anything. Right. I think, quite frankly, it's a Brock Osweiler situation. Yeah. So it's like Kyler Murray and a second to like the Titans for like a fifth. See ya. Let it to your problem now. No thanks. I, I mean, I think it's also. They have to have the consideration that anyone that they, you know, call hangs up the phone immediately. No, I don't know about that. I think there's a we, lot. We of don't know when he's going to come back. We don't know when he's going to be healthy. Well, he's missing the season. That's what we know. And I think a lot of people don't know him personally and, and don't know his work ethic. And, you know, it's, it's all rumors. And maybe the right organization can get him in line. But I think a lot of teams at least check in on what it is, what the price is. And maybe even check in to see if they can have a meeting with him or something. Or I don't know how that works, but the teams that are desperate would definitely make like I, like you're saying the Titans, who like probably aren't going to get one of these top four quarterbacks can't, in the draft. They have to move can't up because right? You're gonna it's gonna it's gonna go the way it seems. It's gonna go quarterback of the theirs. Texans get a quarterback. We're there with the Cardinals right now. They are so bad in my mind. I think they should trade back. But I don't know if the Titans are the team that's going to move from 11 to 3. Right. Because I don't think the Titans roster is that good either, to be honest. No. I and think they're looking to shop Derrick Henry, too. So Which they have to. If you're the Titans, you get a third for Henry. You take, you get a, you take on Kyler, get a second, and you give a fifth. Why don't you uh, they just do a swap, Henry, for, for Kyler and some picks? I just think... I don't know if they can do it. The Cardinals aren't. I, I just think that because Titans fire their GM in the middle of the season. They have a new GM. Rand Carthen is their new so GM. So he doesn't want to make a terrible I, move? I, my first move as GM when I just got a job, I don't think he's been a GM previously, is not to go trade for Kyler Murray. Very fair. <laughs> I mean, that's just who I'm throwing It's going to be entertained. Well, I don't think it's going like, to see. Like, I'm looking across the board. I don't and if I'm Mike Rabel, I'm not like, yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> No, no. Tannehill's also not. <laughs> I my mean, guy. I'm just look. No sure. one. No one. Coincidence the that both those guys started at A and M. No, no one in the AFC North or NFC North are doing it. The NFC East. I don't. I don't think the Commanders are going to do it. Okay, but I'm, by that logic, by that logic, just no one's going to do it. Just then, if that's what the trade is, if it's an Osweiler type package, yeah. If you're the Cardinals, get the he got the challenge flag ready too. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'll throw the red flag. If you're an organization like the Cardinals. Doesn't it make more sense? He's he's 25. He's dealing with a, a major, major injury. But this is not Josh Rosen, right? This is not – this is a guy that when he's been on the field has shown talent. Probably, like, just by himself is, like, worth, what, six, seven wins? By himself. Like, if your team is not good around him. He's a playmaking QB. Like he's done some amazing things. He he got them to the playoffs two years ago. He sucked. I was, I was he sucked in that, I was for, in that game in the playoffs. I was all, I was first team Kyler for a long time. Shout out to Nacho Arenas. I've been avoiding his calls because I know he's going to give me crap about it. But like he was he's called him clipboard Murray for a while, and I don't know if he's necessarily clipboard you know Murray level yet. But I have more faith in Baker turning it around in Tampa than I do Kyler you know finding his footing again in, in Arizona. I. That's I, I, I really? believe that Kyler's one of those quarterbacks that 
early on, right, when teams haven't seen him before, <laughs> right, that too. he has success because of his athleticism and defenses just have to figure him out. But at this point, people have seen him enough, and there's enough quarterbacks in the NFL that play his game that do it better than him, that are better in the pocket. Kyler has no pocket presence at all. Zero. He, he gets the ball, runs out of the pocket Breaks immediately. It. Chucks balls up, hoping DeAndre Hopkins is back there. Like, there's very few people that are better than him. Once he does break the pocket, right? Though. I mean, like, hey, look on the Which ground. Who knows what that's going to look like when he comes back from a leg injury? On the ground, he's great. There's no denying that. But if you have a defense that has just as athletic edge rushers and containers, and that's how they game plan you, you're gonna have to figure out how to how to work the playbook and how to not break plays yeah, and stay in the pocket. The can we? Well, can we say this though? Right? Hell no. Could he be a different looking QB? Coming back from injury, where he knows he can't, he can't utilize and can't rely on his legs as much. He's he's gonna have to figure I, it out. I will. That's his with best the shot. with the head coach who's not Cliff Kingsbury as well. Who like are we? We've only seen him as with one stint as an NFL head coach, but I don't think any of us were feeling really jazzed about him being an NFL head coach to begin with. No one want. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, will, I don't no know if I'm jazzed him. about Jonathan Gannon being there. Well, I don't think now. anyone wanted that job. Who would who wants that job? You, how many shots do you have to be an NFL head coach? Not you don't get that many shots. This guy's gonna get fired in two seasons. It's by the it's by the skin of his teeth. Todd Bowles got another shot, and he's almost blowing it. Guys don't get two shots usually. So you're gonna get. I I can't hang my. Fr- if you're Eric Bieniemy, I can't hang my first shot on a guy like he's, he's like I'll go be the offensive coordinator of the Commanders. Who might get Lamar Jackson? Okay, well if you're Gannon, just. In your second season, because your first season, you're going gonna, to church on Sundays. You're going to suck. First. You're going to suck in your first season. Have yeah. to. It's going to be really bad. They're going to be bad. You in your second season, suck. where it's been really bad in your first season, things are probably looking pretty bleak for you. Would you rather have Kyler Murray or stepping Caleb back Williams. in? Okay. If you can draft Caleb Williams, then great. Then do it. But there's no guarantee you got number one pick. Right. They might do. They're terrible. Yeah, they're really bad. Um, they might be the worst team in the league. So, so we're talking... Draft day yeah, trade. Well, one. I think your Derrick Henry I, will will be moved. I was gonna say Derrick Henry's a good one. I, Hop, I mean Hop too, if he's gonna get moved. DeAndre Hopkins. I don't see Lamar moving on draft day. I see that happening way before that. Absolutely. I think we're gonna see something here pretty soon. Um, and that's not necessarily a trade. He's a free. He's a restricted free agent. So, you know, I mean, Tack includes trade with the, with the two picks and everything. But you know, he dictates where he wants to go now. Um, Austin Eckler. Ooh, for the Chargers. You think he's going to yeah, that, that's your spicy one? You throwing out good. I mean, good he he re- he requested a trade and I'm not sure if they're going to find a partner or not. Um because it has to make sense for the Chargers to move on from him because he's a key playmaker to their offense and obviously you don't want to lose pieces on that offense when you have Justin Herbert. You want to give him as many different weapons as possible. But if it's a situation where like they can move up to go in and get Bijan Robinson or something like that, you know, into the mid mid first round then, yeah, I could see that happening. You think Dalvin Cook could be moved or no? Yeah, why not? I think any running back that is past year three or year four is susceptible for moving because you look at the shelf life of a running back, you look at injuries, you look at just contracts in general, no one wants to pay a running back what they're they're worth, right? Like the Saquon Barkley franchise tag, like, okay, what's going to happen next year, though? Yeah. Is he actually, like, this is probably the last year with the Giants. Yes. So, if you're paying a running back like 
50 mil, 60 mil a year. Like they should trade him, honestly. You're crippling yourself. Yeah, agreed. I mean, like it's I have not that's not worked out. But when you're in a position like that, like the New York Giants are in, and Saquon this season, this upcoming season, if he plays fully healthy and he plays at the level of player that he is. You might have to re-sign him, or you, you might tag, have to give him tag the contract. Him again. Yeah, you can tag him back because it's more. Well, more expensive. but then you're twenty percent up on what you just yeah. did. I mean, at that point, it's That's like twelve. Yeah, I only tag him for ten. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was. A, it was a very savvy move. It was tag or trade. You can't right. like we're saying sign him. What about it just sucks for the running back that he has to continue to play on one year deals? You know, at the most injury susceptible position in football, unless someone else is willing to go give him. That money, like you're talking about, at the end of next year, I'm saying, after the tag year. Right, right. You, yeah. I mean, look what happened to Todd Gurley. Like, we were talking about him being the best running back in the league for, like, two seasons, like, two solid seasons, and couldn't even sign with the team after he was let go. We don't see. And and, and before he was even 28 years old. Right, or or thinking about, like, what we were talking about with Alvin Kamara this year, two years ago. Now what would a team have to trade for him? Fourth. Yeah. Fourth. You know? And wh- maybe like a late third. And I don't what know. and what was it two years ago when we had the conversation? First. First. Exactly. I mean, but that's might, also even like, I that's also like off the field stuff though. I even too. thought it was a, I even thought it was a lot for McCaffrey. It's been great. It's great for the Niners, but I even thought it was yeah. a lot for a guy. Uh, what about three receivers I'll throw out your way? I don't time. like the Dalvin I don't think Dalvin Cook's gonna be traded, by the way. Okay. Did, did you want to throw one out before I throw a couple? You threw DeAndre Hopkins out there. I think yeah, I think, I think all the guys that have been rumored, like it's likely that if the deal doesn't get done before draft, it'll get done during draft. Okay, what about three receivers right here? Tay? Devontae Adams. Godwin? I would say no to Devontae Adams. I would concur with Nick. They just got Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, give him as much help as he can get. You don't make that move, you know, unless like you, you think here. that you can, can contend in that division. Godwin. Godwin's a good one. I think Evans is a lifer. Yeah. Sneaky pick, but I think Godwin <laughs> is more than most of those. Two Third players. round draft pick for Godwin? Maybe a second. I would do a two for Godwin. Injuries. Yeah, but I would like if um if I'm trying to think. If I'm like the if I'm the Chiefs, I could do a second for Godwin. I don't think they'll trade. The I think the Chiefs are one of those teams, though, that have a lot more margin for error. They they've got room to breathe because they have gotten there and they've won, you know, twice in the last four years. Mm-hmm. And look, if they miss on a receiver, is it really that big of a miss? Because Mahomes still makes them look pretty good. <laughs> They're gonna have to. I th- they have MVS, Kadarius Tony, Travis Kelsey, and Sky Moore. I'm curious. Yeah, but like we weren't we weren't like super high on their weapons even last year. Like we, were, we weren't looking at Juju as like a true art no, like maybe Hopkins. wide out one. I think they should get Hopkins. Just block anybody else from getting him. Give like a conditional second. That'd be stupid. Stupid. Sorry. Uh, Judy, not for the Chiefs. Obviously, they don't want to trade him in division. But I think that's another receiver that can get moved. Would you give a? I'd give a second for him in a heartbeat. Yeah, he's been so. excellent with no quarterback play. Is he on your list? No, he wasn't. I don't think the Broncos can move. I don't think the Broncos can move away from him while he's on his rookie contract. 
probably not. They probably have to keep him. They, yeah. Because it's the, well, to the same point as the Devontae Adams thing with Garoppolo, you can't. You just brought in Russell Wilson. You can't just. Oh, I'm it. just. This is purely uh, purely on speculation. No, and, yeah. like, and like on. Uh, he wasn't though. On, like, no, but I, stuff. I but, saw reports saying that he wants out. He's done. I don't know if he's done, but I mean, like. I think it makes more sense for that team to to try and shop Sutton. Yeah. To a team that I mean, I, I heard he's, Sutton he's and, and Wilson though are like they're boys. They're, they're both buddies. I like saying something's fine. I, 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 my list was Kyler, Devonte Adams, and Godwin. And we just not during the draft, but if things Devontae if things Adams. start off really rocky in Seattle this season, DK, DK, mm. yeah, I don't think they will though. I think they're sitting there at the fifth pick. They could do anything they want. They're in a good. My, they're in a good spot. Really good. Spot. I do get concerned for teams that like they incredibly exceeded our expectations. Oh yeah, overachieved, overachieved. Yeah. You know, obviously, like, who? like just a regression to the mean. Yep. Like the Seahawks last last just year. Just passing notes over here. Yeah, I'm passing notes for the some over under win totals in baseball. Burn, burn. Are you the the teacher that's catching us passing notes? Yeah. You want me to read? Do it you want to read it out loud for the class? <laughs> um. Yeah. Let's John. talk oh, tomorrow. Alex, kinda, will tomorrow you? we could do a deeper dive in the teams that we thought overshot that could regress. I think I like that. Uh, we're gonna talk MLB wins. We're gonna project some wins, uh, and I'm gonna throw out the over under, and you guys can. Tell me what you think. We got to um, do this quick, huh? Yeah, we, we got 10 minutes. Yeah, we got to move real quick. Oh, my gosh. Jeez, Josh. We just want to do the NL, and then yeah. tomorrow we can do the AL? Yeah, that's the goal. And then we'll, we'll go further into World Series predictions and everything like that. Tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. And MVP Got to get them out there. Just saying, MLB.com predicted the Padres to defeat the Astros in the World Series this year. Shout out to MLB.com. Don't know if I like that or if I hate that. Yeah, shout out to Pressure, bro. BetOnline.ag. That's where you should go. Make your picks. BetOnline.ag. Promo code BELIEVE. 50% off on your first welcome uh, deposit that you make. And you, yeah, you get the, yeah, the bonus. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, MLB wins over under NL. Let's start in the, start in the NL Central. You want to bet on anything? No. No t-shirt jersey on the line? Uh, By the way, I don't think you guys have gotten anything right on your running back t-shirt jersey swap. That was tough. It was a tough one. (laughs) That was a tough one. I thought we gave the old college Well, you still got got Kareem Hunt available, and you still got Bijan and Gibbs, so it depends on those three. Everything else is neck and neck. But it's it's already looking like we're probably going to be wrong on Gibbs and Bijan. Uh, and Hunt, because I don't know if I don't know if the Dolphins are making a move for Hunt. <laughs> and who is all, who is Josh's? He has the Chargers, and I doubt that's going to happen. Either. Yeah, same. Um, okay, let's start with a team that we were just talking about in football, but the MLB version of them, the St. Louis Cardinals, eighty-eight and a half. Um, it's the top of this. Division. I think the over. I think they win that division. I think you need ninety games to win the division. I think they do that. And that's not a lot. 90 wins is not a lot. If Flaherty comes back and is decent and can take down some innings, I, I, I have faith in their bullpen, and I think their lineup's nice. You got the reigning MVP. You got Aaron Nano, of course. Lars Newtbar, my guy, making the big push. Tyler O'Neill's healthy. Edmund. Jordan Walker's Carlson. Carlson. They brought in Wilson Contreras to take over for Yachty. Oh, yeah, that's right. Their lineup yeah. is nasty. Yeah, so I, I'm going over there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about the Brew Crew at 86 and a half? Under. I think, I, think, to, I think they're selling on the deadline. Yeah. And they're going to regress. Based on what we think is going to happen, I think, think we got to go under here. Now, are they the second best team in the division still? Um, I think that division's kind of weak. There's a substantial drop off between the Brewers over under and the Cubs over under, who Which are is? third. Uh, the Cubs are at 76.5. So. 
10 games less. Yeah. I think it's a pretty weak division. I mean, I, I, I like the Cardinals, but I think everyone else is pretty weak. I'm going gonna, gonna to go under there as well. Rotation's not there. Neither, I know is, the, neither is the pen. Yeah. I'm going to go under, too. I'm getting a little feel of who might be an over here. Uh, the Pirates are the fourth-ranked over-under team in this division with 67 and a half. Do we under. like the over, under? I think they're going to be the worst, worst team, team in baseball. The division. Worst team in baseball. Yep. I, I already actually took the, run, the under. I bet online.ag. There you go. Josh, do you con- concur? No, I do not think they'll be the worst team. I think that's a that's an intense take. I don't think they'll be the worst team in baseball. What, what are their redeeming qualities besides O'Neill Cruz? They're going to move from Brian Reynolds. Maybe. They could re-sign him. Contreras is a... Rosny Contreras is going to be a better pitcher than people uh, think. Okay. And but, but Bednar is a good closer. They got Cabrian Hayes. They had 62 wins last season. You think they're going to do much better than that? No. Yeah, this would be. Well, a, I think they're going to go under, under sixty-seven and a half, but I don't think they're going to be the worst team in baseball. Okay, that would be the Oakland Athletics. Got it. And then close. <laughs> the last um, ranked over/under is the Reds at sixty-five and a half wins. <sighs> you know, I'm going to go over. I am too. I like Lodolo. I like Hunter Green. I think they have two good pitchers. I also like the believe good juju. With Chris Dickerson and Paul Giannis doing a show with us now. I had a sneaky suspicion you guys were going to go over on this. And Alexi Diaz, the closer. Name to watch. Cool. So the end of the season projection for you guys um, in this division would be the Cards, the Brewers, the Cubs, the Reds, the Pirates. Yep, and that's how it finished last season too. Okay. Cards over, Brewers under 86.5. Cubs under 76 and a half, Pirates under 67 and a half, and Reds over 65. Cubs win like 73 games, Brewers win like 80 games. Cards go over 90 because they dominate the division. And I think the Reds and the Pirates, I think the Reds etch out the Pirates. I don't think the Pirates win less than, they win more than 62 games this year. But okay. I can see the 60s, I, it's a bit of a daunting number to jump. We're going to move on to the NL East. Mm. And this time we will start at the bottom of the division. With the Nats, whose over-under is 59 and a half wins. Oof, they had 55 last year. I'm going under. Oh, man. I'm going to go over. Dude, I think, I, think they a, I think they've got a lot of young talent, and I think that they can get those guys to a place where they're getting good experience and start to turn some hands a little bit. It's not going to be that competitive, but I think they can get like 60 wins. Maybe like one of those teams where it's like, yeah, they, you know, they just won two series in a row, and we yeah, thought they yeah. were gonna suck, and well, they're not good, but they play in a division with the Braves, the Mets, I, the Phillies, and the Marlins. They are the I by know. far the worst team. They are gonna get crushed by these teams. Okay, we'll see. All right. Um, so right now it's seeming like Josh, your bottom three in the MLB is gonna be A's, Nats at that second worst team. Yes, I think they're gonna be the second worst team, and I think the third worst team is gonna be the Colorado Rockies. Okay, with the Pirates at four. Got it. So let's move on in the NL East. The Marlins, 75 and a half. Over. Yeah, you sold me. I'm with him. I'm with him. I think their pitching's nice. Very nice. Which then would probably mean that the Phillies at 89 and a half, given the Harper injury, you both think it's going to be under. under. Okay. I think they missed the playoffs. Okay. Okay. Mm, No. So where's that that second wild card team coming from? From then, or the third? Do you think the Marlins are gonna jump? Sorry, them? the third wild card team. There's yeah. You think the Giants can be that good? No, I forgot. There's three now. Yeah, we'll see. 
Okay. We'll see. I think they're probably like an 85 win team, 86 win team. Yeah. I mean, as of right now, they are projected to be that third wild card team. It's a good team. lineup. They're projected to be that Still. third wild card team by three games ahead of the Brewers, who you guys, you just said, are going to win around 81, 82 games. Yeah. So, contextualizing. Uh, the New York Mets, 94 and a half. Over. Over. Because everyone healthy. That minus, even though Diaz is out, I think over. Okay. And then the Braves, 96 and a half. Over, over as well. They probably get 100 wins. Yeah. I think they might get more. I mean, I... It's honestly, it's wild that there are two teams in this division. You guys didn't even bat an eye, and you both said over. They both, they both went. Yeah, they I know, I know. It's just, year. it's, it's where, it's where we are. With and some of the these Braves start off slow. Top heavy teams. Acuna was out, and the Braves start off slow. I, I think the Braves might have the best lineup. Could have the best lineup in baseball. Fully healthy. Could. Yep. Okay, just to recap for the NL East: Braves over ninety six and a half, Mets over ninety four and a half, Phillies under eighty nine and a half, Marlins over seventy five and a half. And Nats under, yes? Mm-hmm. 59 and a half? Nick is over. You, Josh, you're the only thing we're split on so far. Okay, moving along to the NL West. Here's where it's going to get fun. We're going to start at the bottom of the division. <laughs> That's not fun, but <laughs> with the Rockies, 65 and a half. Mm. That's like, they might hit like 65 on the dot, honestly. I'm going under. I think their pitching is so bad. Their lineup is decent, but anybody that goes there can I'll be. take the under. Yeah. Okay. D-backs, 74 and a half. Way over. Way over. Way over. I think, I think they're like an 83-win team, 82-win team. They could be that six-wild card team. We, I think they're going to be better than the Giants. They hit and 74 okay. wins last season, and they got a lot better. The Giants are 81 and a half. Under. I think those teams team. swap each other. Okay. Completely agree. Pods. Okay, so yeah, if you think the D backs are going to win 80 plus games, hammer that bet, everybody. Because they're at 74 and a half. I mean, that's like, oh, yeah. that's like what I felt like the Kings when I was I looking think at the have NBA. A young winner, Zach Allen. It's wild. All right. Okay, here's where it gets really interesting and really fun for Nikki Snacks. Pods, 93 and a half. Over. Yeah. 96 wins. Right in my, right my mind. Okay. The Dodgers, 96 and a half. Under, 95 wins. Be close. Like between wins. 90 and 95 kind yep. of situation. I think the Mets and the Braves are the best two records in the NL. I think, I think we finally win the division. <laughs> yeah, I'll ride it. I'm shaky on it. I could go either way in there, but I'll ride it with you. They, they regressed. They lost a lot. The, their shortstop was supposed to be Gavin Lux. It's, it's done for the season. It's bad. Right. You know? it's bad lost injury. Trey Turner. Lost pitching, you know, no more Justin Turner. It's it's not the same lineup, you know. We were looking at last year as one of the best lineups of all time. And, yes, they still have Freeman. They still have Mookie Betts. Um, but, like, a lot of holes in that lineup. I think they always get guys to come in. Hey, they lost Cody Bellinger, too. Let's not forget that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'll ride with you. I think th- I'm curious about them. Very. I'm that's a caution. Like Cody Bellinger, 27 home runs over. I'd like to see a Walker Bueller. Under? Uh, Is he pitches. coming back? I mean, I assume so. Okay, so you <laughs> went Dodgers under 96.5. Pods over 93.5. Giants under 81.5. D-backs over 74.5. And Rockies, I think the consensus was <clears throat> under 65.5. Mm-hmm. Yep. With a minute to spare. There you go. And we will right on the money, we will give you the AL 
over under wins projections. These guys will make their picks tomorrow. Um, it's the Daily Stripe, March 28th. Josh knows because he saw it in the top right corner of his computer. Laptop boys, we'll see you tomorrow. Hit your free throws because they're free. That they are. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.